0: Okay. Alright, so we're gonna we're gonna dedicate this uh, class for uh, the refor of um, Dalia Dalyatseral Bat Riva Brahina and also um, Malka Rivkabas Shlomit. They both have Rafa Okay. Alright, so here's what we're we're looking at. There's something very strange. There's something very strange. Okay. All right, so here's here's what we're looking at. So there's two very strange Gemaras. Now, when I say strange, I'll explain to you why I'm saying strange. But they both are talking related to the Perm story, okay? And tell me why you think they're strange, okay? So the first one is the Gemara Megillah, okay? The Gemara Megillah says that it says in the the Megillah that Haman... um, he made a lottery, right? Bachodesh Harishon in the first month, who chodesh nisan, Bishnach De Lemel Khachash on the twelfth year of the king Achashversh, he peeled poor, he made a lottery. Huh. This is the lottery. It's kind of a redundant thing. That's a whole nother story. Lifnehaman in front of Haman. Miyom Liom, echodesh the chodesh from day to day, from month to month, asar Hu huchodish adar. So it seems that what it's saying is it's kind of a funny sentence. That basically <clears> it's saying is so in the first month, Chodesh son, which was the twelfth year, the twelfth year of the of the of uh, Achashverosh's, Achashverosh's, uh, kingdom kingship, he made okay. he peel poor, Nehaman. So it's kind of a backwards thing. I would have said um Haman made a poor but it's saying it backwards but he peel poor he made a lottery which is the fate Hu hagoral in front of Haman it should have said like Haman made the lottery but it's like it's almost like it's saying it's like something that happened on its own which is kind of an interesting like like it happens you know he peel it, it, like the the lottery happened in front of Haman okay almost like trying to show Haman's intent was to show the that this is, um, the nature of this world is a is very random, right? It's all, like, randomness. Like,
1: yeah, like, as if you get nothing to do with it.
0: Right, because it, it should have said, Haman made a poor, but it says instead um, that it happened, you know? It's like, this is what how it, like, fell out, you know?
1: Like, as if you get nothing to do with it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the way the sentence reads. From the day to day, okay, from the going. month to month, the twelfth month, the month of Adar. Adar? Okay, so then the Gemara in Megillah says that the verse states they cast poor. That is a lot, right? He peeled poor. ha Tana. So it was learned. Cave on poor Adar that when the lottery fell on the, on the month of Adar, Samach Simcha Gedola. Haman had tremendous joy. Amar, he said. The, the lottery fell on the month that Moses died. Okay? Oh, Hummel greatly rejoiced, for he saw that this is a favorable omen for the execution of his plan. He said, The lot has fallen for me in the month of Mo- that Moses died, which is consequently a time of calamity for the Jewish people. Okay? Oh. So, like, what? Now, why I say that, now the Gemara then goes on to say, it's just a very interesting thing, but he did not know that not only did Moses die, Moses die on the 7th of Adar, he also was born on the 7th of Adar, and therefore it oh, is really? like also a time of rejoicing for the Jewish people. Huh. So how I missed that. But the, the weird thing is that, now let me, let me show you another Gemara, and you understand there's some kind of weird pattern going on. The Gemara in Hulin, oops, the Gemara in Hulin 139b is discussing the mitzvah of shiluach hakan, which is that you see a nest and it has eggs in it, or chicks, I'm sorry, chicks, and, or eggs, and you see the mother bird. The mitzvah is to chase the mother bird away and then take the chicks or the eggs, okay? That's called shiluach hakan. It's kind of an interesting mitzvah. And um, it, it also says there that if you fulfill that mitzvah, this is in the Torah, it tells us that you get um, a long life. The reward for this mitzvah is a long life.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. Chasing thing. the mother, chasing the mother bird away, and taking the eggs. Mhm. Yep. Okay. Kind of an interesting mitzvah. Now the okay. Qumara then says, "Amalei pupunai le Rav Masna, matzakan mahu." It's a very strange thing. It says, "What if you find the, a nest on the on the head of, of a person?" Does that qualify for the mitzvah of Shiloh hakan? So here he says, in the, is the nest considered to be on the ground such that one is obligating the mitzvah, or is it not? Meaning, how do we look at the the what's in what's the what's the status of a person's head? That's really it's a very deep philosophical question. Why they would ask this? In, in the, in, it, it's a funny, it's obviously there needs to be more, Ramasa has said that, to them, that one is obligated in the mitzvah in such a case because the verse states, and earth upon his head rather than dirt upon his head, indicating that one's head is considered like the ground okay, it's strange, now the Maral and others have you know, say this is like obviously asking what's the nature of a human being, are we are we not, are we Are we above the ground, or are we really associated with the ground, I mean, Adam is, the name Adam is from the word Adama, which means ground, so that we come from the earth. So we're earthly, but at the same time, we also have a very lofty soul. So which is it? And if it's on our head, if the nest is on the head of the person, so maybe we'll think that that's something that's not, you know, uh, grounded, so to speak, okay? It's an interesting philosophical question. From this... So, so yeah.
1: was well, this... So what has this related to what you're talking about? It,
0: so listen to what happens next. Then the Gemara right okay. there goes... Now, it could be that it's just... A lot of times the Talmud will quote someone's teaching and then they'll rattle off other t- related teachings to that for, that are na- that are said in the name of this person. So the same person who said this question goes into the next thing. They, they also asked Rav Masna, Matna... From where in the Torah is the existence of Moshe alluded to before his birth? Moshe minatora minayim. Where do we see Moshe or a reference to Moshe in the Torah? Of course, that's kind of weird because we see Moshe's name more than anybody else in the Torah. I mean, it's like God said to Moses saying, you know, it's like over and over again. So what it's saying, the way he translates it here, which really is, where do we see an early um, uh, allusion to Moshe? Meaning early, early on meaning like something from the creation story or something near there. And they replied, and so he said, for that he also, bishagam is flesh, bishagam hubosar. Therefore his days will uh, be 120 years. Now what's this coming from? This is from the context of this is in the time of Noah, the people started to sin. God said, my breath shall be not abide in humankind forever, since it is to his flesh. Let the days allow them to be 120 years. Basically, this is the beginning of the end because it's bringing us to the, to the, to the flood because of the sinning. God says, God the Torah says, God saw how great was humankind wickedness on earth, how every plan devised by the human mind was nothing but evil all the time. And Hashem regretted having made humankind on earth with a sorrowful heart. Okay, or he was sorrowful, he's sad. And then God said, I will blot out from the earth, from the earth humankind whom I created. Human, humans together, beasts, creeping things and birds of the sky, for I regret that I made them. But But Noah found favor with Hashem. Okay, so in this context... Right, at the beginning wait, of this the
1: are you on that page i don't see it oh you don't see this
0: no oh hold on let me see
1: i'm still on the one about moses uh the lots going down on moses birthday
0: okay here um so you see this now
1: uh,
0: okay so now yes okay sorry wait, about I'm that so, okay I'm so,
1: so confused what what does this do with Okay. Good question, what, good,
0: good, good, okay.
1: What are you talking about? Why are these things related to each other? Ah,
0: beautiful. Next question. The Torah, the Torah, the Gemara and Hulan asked, after it asked, where do we find Moses in the Torah? They also asked Rav Masa. from where in the Torah can one find Haman?
1: Wait, they also said from where in the Torah can one find the Oh, yeah. Haman okay, the Torah. Yeah. Hamin,
0: Ha'etz. Haman, you see Haman, Haman, Haman Ha'etz, what does yeah, that mean? Yeah. Have, so let's go to here. It's referencing um, here. God says this is after Adam and Eve ate from the tree. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so what happens? Their eyes. Okay, so they ate it. When the woman saw that the tree was good for eating, and a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable as a source of wisdom, she took of the of its fruit and ate. She also gave some of her husband to her husband, and he ate. Then their eyes then the eyes of both of them were opened and they perceived that they were naked and okay. they and they sewed together fig leaves and made for themselves and made themselves loincloths okay we got they got they were they clearly they something changed and all of a sudden they needed to get clothing then what happens right. they heard the sound of God moving about in the garden in the breezy time of day and the human and his wife so Adam and Eve that's funny the human so Adam and Eve, Right, they hid from God among the trees of the garden. God called out to, to to man, Adam, and he said to him, "Where are you?" Ayeka. Where is that
1: word? Show,
0: show me where the word Ayeka. Okay. Where are you? Okay. Okay. And he replied, "I. I it's called Chashamati began. I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid ki I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Now, a Roman right, so he's something is, like, now that he ate from this, things are off, and he's, like, scared, he hides. God says, where are you? Like, you know, like, next line, Vayomer. Mihi gidlacha Romata. Who told you that you're naked? Right. And then it says like this, and this is where he's saying, the derivation of Haman is Hamminha. min Haman. See that? Haman? What,
1: ha- yeah, what does that mean,
0: Haman? Haman is the name Haman, right? Haman, right? But Wait, what does he it say-
1: mean, what's the-
0: But here, the what real the real mean? reading is, Hamin ha'etz. Did you eat from the tree? Hamin si Did you eat from the tree that I told you not to eat from? <laughs> okay.
1: Wait, so the word ha- there in that sentence, what does that word mean, Haman?
0: So did from ha, Hamin from have you did you eat well, Hamin is did from did it's hard to, to give a precise cuz it's more of like you have to take the whole but Hamin from the,
1: Okay
0: Did you take from the tree The eights is tree right Okay ha, okay okay So Hamin is and from the hmm? You need a bit of a a bit of a stretch, they no, no. Can, so like, it's a homiletic. So, ah, so good, good. So it's a homiletic, okay. But there's something here, no. So, the way these things work is that with the way you have to understand it is that there is something going on conceptually that something about Haman goes takes us back to the sin of Adam and Eve and to the tree,
1: something with Haman, okay. Fine. Okay,
0: that's what it's saying, like meaning The same thing here. What does it mean when it says, Moses from the Torah, b'shigam hu basar? And b'shigam hu basar is translated as in the fact that he is flesh. Talking about man. That humankind is a flesh. Okay, That there's something very physical and fleshy, (laughs) to use a funny word, but like, there's something very, and that's within context of Moshe. Now, on that's, on, one of the things they say when they try to translate or understand what it means, basar, as a hint to Moses, is that it's the same numerical value as Moshe. Bishagam equals Moshe. Okay, but again, this is a very deep teaching. The, 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 the Talmud is giving us something. He's saying, first things first. The reference to Moshe, early reference, the kind of like a hint to the existence of an oncoming person who's going to be called Moshe, who's going to be the guy who's going to be the greatest prophet of all time for the Jewish people, who's going to be the inter intermediary between us and God, who's going to be the conduit for the five books of Moses that are going to be God's Torah, the basis of the Torah. Is going to come through this person, Moshe. He's going to be the greatest, clearest one of all, the greatest, most humble, our teacher, Moshe Rabbeinu. When we have an early yeah. reference to him in the Torah, it's going back to the generation of the flood and the idea that there's something very, there's something about being human. Bishigamu Basar, that flesh. That this person who became the greatest prophet and the one who was the most lofty of all time is of flesh. Okay? By the way, just so you know, in this context, um, to take you back to this, wait, no, it's not, yeah. Here, look at this. Um, uh, Here, if you look at this it's in contrast that there's this idea again this is a cr- wild stuff but it talks about the bene kim that the bene kim that there were these angels that came into the world okay and they married women so the the, the midrashim talk about the measure talks about there there are these angels that said we're not impressed Ma- human beings are nothing special if we were given a shot to be human we'd be much better and then God says okay and he sent them down and they make a mess because they become they get lost in being physical beings so it's a it's a it's a very uh, right. interesting so wait, but
1: what's, what's the, point of the what's, what's the point of this you're connecting
0: okay so 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 I'll tell you what I'm going at what 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 I what's inch what they're too they're two, there are two Hamidic pieces, that tie Haman and, and, and Moshe together. The first one is overt, right? You see that the Gemara here in Megillah, um, um, it's not this one, it's over here, but I'll, you know, I'll bring it, I'll get I'll find it over here already. The Gemara Megillah overtly talks about how Haman was so happy when uh, the, lot, the lottery came in the month of Adar, right? So that right. that was because he, you know, he's like, oh, fantastic. So he, he, there's something about Haman recognizing that the Adar is auspicious for him because Moshe died. It's not just that Moshe died, but here, right? Here's, here's where it references it in 13b. It says, right? It's like the, the, the cast of poor, and once the, the, the lot fell on the month of Adar, Haman greatly rejoiced, for he saw this as a favorable omen, for the execution of his plans. Okay? So now, why was he so happy about Moshe dying in Adar? Like, why was that, like, really, like, fitting well for him? Right. So the answer is why Moshe died. Okay? What, what caused Moshe's demise was that he hit the rock. He was supposed to speak to the rock. But he, right? I
1: thought, I thought that that causes his death, that
0: that's the cause him not to go into Israel. Oh, oh, good, good. I like that. You're the second person to say that to me in the last three days. Which is true. Hey, really? Yeah, which is true, but that, that's also caused. <laughs> that's why he didn't... That, so therefore, his life ends because the Jewish people are going and he's not going with them, so that means... Can you imagine, can you
1: imagine that guy left 40 years with those crazy people
0: and in the end
1: he can't even get in? Mm-hmm. God, that's like a cruel...
0: So, no, listen, I mean, this is this is what we need to, like, we need to figure out, like, what's going, this is obviously, so Haman is pulling, the, the, the rabbis are telling us that Haman already also is something about Moshe is connected to, to Haman, Haman to Moshe, like, the, the, the perm story is pulling Moshe in because the next thing in the Gemara here in Chulan, it goes on, and it talks about not only where's Haman, but where do we find Esther in the Torah? Esther in the Torah minayin that I'm going to hide myself God says and then Mordechai from the Torah where do we see him? Where, so um, here as it is written regarding to the anointing oil of the tabernacle and you shall also take the, the chief spices of uh, flowing myrrh which is Mordoror and they translate and as Miradachia which resembles the name of Mordechai okay so that's a whole other thing. So, like, what's the story with Esther? The idea of hiddenness—it's kind of an interesting thing in the Hebrew. The book of Esther is called Megilat Esther. Megale means to reveal. Esther means hidden. So, Megilat Esther is the the revealing of the hidden, which is really what's going on in the whole story. Is that you have a, you have this whole story going on, but there's something underneath it. There's a there's a not called a subplot, as much as that God's hand is in the is is under, is behind the scenes, pulling the strings. That there's a concealment that's being revealed. As we look at the story, we'll see the hand of God, and we'll recognize that it's a you know a little bit different than let's say the Pesach story where they basically come out with fanfare and, fanfare and with, uh, you know, fireworks and splitting of the ocean and ten plagues and all those amazing... Right. And then they get to Sinai and they, they have a sand and light show. And then you have this story. Right, right, right. And then this story, you barely... I mean, you have to push hard to see God. There's no... God's never mentioned. There's no name of God in, in the Megillah at all. Um, okay, but... So, it, again, back to this thing. is What's... Why is Moshe getting pulled in here? What is he what did he do to get in here? Okay. Right. See, so, so see, Haman is Haman is uh so okay, so let's let's let to understand this Gemara and Chulan, okay? Because the Gemara is telling us that there's something about Moshe which is f- flesh-based, which is a very profound, uh, I think very important Jewish idea. If we were gonna talk about when I say Jewish, as opposed to like in contrast to Christianity, so like in christianity you know being physical is really like not necessarily something that's positive if anything it's like we call it in the hebrew bideva it's like you know if okay you know it's like i guess it's a necessary evil right that's how you would say it but in in our case we're going to say something different we're going to say is that man is a flesh Moshe. Early, early hint to Moshe is, is that he's of flesh. It's that idea, it's not a negative as much as it's the whole purpose of this thing. Meaning God creates a world with a man, with, hum, with the, the purpose of creation is humanity, of flesh. Because it's not to be negated as much as to be elevated. So I'm going to take this, this thing, being of physical... And I'm going to use that towards getting closer to God to become something okay. that's elevated. Moshe, in contrast to the B'nai Elohim, who are coming from very high, lofty place, and then they descend into the world and they make a mess of it, which is what the story of the generation of the, of the flood, it's part of what happened there. Here you have a Moshe that is in that place. He's going to be an early hint of Moshe's in, the, in that generation of the flood. He's the one who's going to be drawn from the water. If you think about it, right? right. Moshe right, is drawn right, right, from right, the water. Right, so, right, like right. on a very deep kabbalistic level, uh, he's he's right. So kabbalistically, Moshe they say he's coming from the generation of the flood. What went wrong there? Moshe is going to end up coming into drawn from the water. It's almost like coming from that place, drawn from that place of water and he's going to make it right where he's going to be what what humanity should have been which is to take the physical and make it something very spiritual and very holy but not to the negation of although it's interesting you know you could argue and say that Moshe eventually does go to the place of where he separates from his wife and he becomes completely spiritual but the answer though is is that he's definitely coming from that place of flesh he's a of human he's a human being that is able to elevate through his humanity to get to this incredible lofty place, okay, so that's 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 that idea, that he's a flesh in contrast to the Bnei Elohim who are the opposite but he becomes an Ish Elohim, he becomes a man of God, which is not that he's God he's a person who's been, who becomes lofty through the, through the process of being a human being of, you know, having he has two sons, you know. Like he's he's married to a woman, you know. So um, and then he goes to this incredible high level. So we don't we don't look at uh, the physical nature per se as a negative. Oh. We don't necessarily look at that as a uh, as a. You
1: uh, start with talking about Purim, and that Haman is happy that it's going to land on Adar. Okay. And then, so what? 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 What's your, what is your
0: so what's thesis here. okay? So what the thesis is is that we have Haman and the Chazal, the Gemaras are pulling. They're telling us that Haman somehow is connecting. He sees that the what what went quote unquote what went what went wrong for Moshe is the opening for his diabolical plots. That Moshe did it something
1: went wrong for Moshe. Yeah,
0: that went wrong. I mean, he's happy, he's celebrating. The fact that Moshe died in this month that the lot fell out, okay, okay. and so therefore, boom! This is auspicious for me. The uh, you know my 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 plan here to destroy them is going to be is going to work because it fell in the time that's that that was the downfall for Moshe. He died in Adar, right? He died on the seventh of Adar. Why did he die? So you said he didn't go into Israel. No, he also didn't live past this point because he he hit the rock. Now that's the question. Okay. So this is this is where it gets a little bit. So far, this is the easy part relative to what we're going to try to figure out here. Okay. So hold on. So let's let's so we're at so but let's let's just understand the Gemara because I think even in the Gemara's answer, it's a very interesting what the Gemara says here the Gemara says, let me open this up, the Gemara says, but what Haman didn't realize is the yeah. fact, right, but he did not know that not only did Moshe die in the seventh, but he was also born in the seventh of Adar, okay? Okay. Which means what? Which I think means that it goes back to this idea of who Moshe was, is that he was a flesh. The Hu B'osar, the Gemara is saying, you know who Moshe was? Moshe was a guy... Who was of human? It was a human being. He took his flesh and he used that as a way to get to the highest level that anybody ever got. So okay, okay. So the that process. So that so that meaning you think he died? So I
1: know. So what he's saying is that for the exact reason why Haman thinks it's good that that his plan will work out, it's actually the opposite. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's the exact reason why Moshe. Uh, it shows that Moshe was came, you know, was an elevated person, and therefore, I don't know
0: something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's exactly meaning. So, so where in in a in a sense, so Haman, Haman comes from a place where you know the 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 whole Amalek you know derivation is Asher Kar Chavaderech. They uh, happened upon us. He's going into that thing of saying, you know, here's the fate. Here how he peel poor are Very funny. When the when when it says that, when it uses this um, this 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 language here is very strange. I heard this years ago from Yitzhak Torsky. He said, the craziest thing is the Gemara and Megillah will go through the words in the Megillah, and there are like a couple of these words, not a couple, more than one. There are multiple yeah. examples of where they use these like crazy, like almost Persian type words, that we don't have any understand it's very hard for like they don't know what it means or or they have to struggle to understand but then when it comes to the this line he peel por huagoral if i translate it just it says he made he peel por he made a lottery he which was the lottery which was the lot like what does that mean who he peel por garal? it's like redundant here we don't understand any other words and now the, the Megillah is going out of its way to try to translate what a, a por is huagoral so Rabbi explained, or Yitzhak Tursky explains that that's not what it means. He Pielpur, poor, he made a lottery which was the goral, which was the fate. Which means what he was doing here is he was trying to psych out the Jewish people. How so? Because this is 70 years post the destruction of the temple. Every year, Yom Kippur, they did a lottery. And many times they did lotteries which was to tell you what should be you know, how do you classify these two animals that are going to go, one's going to go La Shem, one's going to go La zozel. to, you know, the idea of that on Yom Kippur. In general, lotteries were a way of figuring out what the will of God was. So Hu goral is like saying, this was their fate, meaning he did this to show that this was, you know, and got it out there. Hey, Jewish people, know that this was, a lot, there was a lottery cast, that your destruction is coming because that's the fate, that's your fate, Hu goral. So he used it as a psych out mechanism, okay? Um, okay? Right. So that's 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 kind of a uh, you know it's not repetitive as much as this is the the uh, the uh, this is he peel poor that's the lottery who ha goral is defining hey this was going to be their fate based on this 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 casting of the lot, okay? So, but what what Haman is coming from is very much an idea that this is a world that has. Very little meaning to it. Everything seems to be of happenstance, and you know, there's also like discussion about Bilam, um, Bilam, and, and and the way he worked looked at the world, which is everything was just chance, carry, everything was just you know, this is a world of of complete chance, and so the same thing. You how would I how do I how do I express chance? A Lottery, right? It's like okay, so uh, what
1: you're saying. So where the meaning of all this is that it appears on the surface that. Uh, that Heyman did this he, he did these these lots and by chance uh, he, it fell on this day and you're saying that the meaning of it falling on this day actually shows that it wasn't by chance that this has all been pre predicted and 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 sort of written out beforehand that this is going to be
0: well so he so he's he's using it's funny he uses the the lot to say everything's by chance but it will therefore show but but then at the same time he's using their Medium to say, hey guys, this is your way of you know figuring out the future. Well, guess what? Your 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 the future is is black and dark because you're supposed to be destroyed on this day because I, 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 that's what the cat that's how the lottery was cast, and it was connected to when Moshe died, and Moshe died because he messed up somehow, which which is that he hit the rock, which we have to look at next. Right. What happened there? That's that's already very. That's one of the harder things to understand exactly what went wrong there. Okay. But he, what's, what's the, 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 the interesting twist of events, which is basically one of the things that we seem to come back to at the end of the Megillah, is, is that there was a reversal, a 180 degree reversal, meaning here Haman had everything going in one way and it ends up going literally the opposite way. So here right. he's trying to say that this is all a world of chance and, that, that, and, and therefore you're going to be destroyed Right. In, you know, so you guys don't think that way. Well, I'm going to use your medium to say, "Hey, you're going to be destroyed," and um, and it's tied to the fall of Moshe, the greatest you know Jew of of all time, right? And right. he and he his demise was on this exact when it falls out. <laughs> ha ha! You see, right. What's even crazy is that he wasn't that he was born, right? That, that he was also okay. born. Okay, so that there's some kind of you know, and and so I then pulled it to you know or i've heard that you know you pull it to the idea that he was bishigam that the idea of his flesh is that is saying that he was born that that him coming into the being was already a positive thing and that's really the basis of everything that we're we're, we're talking about here meaning you know what's really going on here does this what's the it's this existential question of what's the meaning of life right and so the, the, the story is Haman saying it's wor- you know, there's no meaning. It's all about me. He became this all-powerful thing. He made himself into a deity where people were bowing down to him. And, right. um, but that's what the world's about. It's all about the, you know, me, me, me. And then we see that no, it's not about that. It's actually there's meaning to this life. Bishigam Hubasar, yeah, even though you're born as a flesh, you know, human, um, it's actually Moshe. Who shows us that there's incredible depth? Now you know what's crazy about Moshe. Do you know that Moshe in the Kabbalistic yes. side is he's he's associated with Netzach? Netzach means eternal. Okay, so I it, it's, there's a Hasidic idea, but it's really it's really when you have certain Hasidic ideas, it's really going right to the point. Okay, what's the point? When I say that Moshe is eternal. One of the ideas of Moshe's eternal aspect is here we are thousands of years later and everybody and their brother talks about Moses constantly. If you're studying the Torah, you're talking about Moshe, right? So Moshe died physically, but his legacy is forever, right? He is Netzach. He is, now obviously there's more to this idea than just what I'm saying now, but on the most basic level, Moshe's idea of Netzach is so here here, the, Haman, Haman is sitting there and he's laughing ha 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 the guy died auspicious time for me to destroy these people and the Gemara right. says but he forgot that he was born then one of the ideas of what he was born is that his existence is eternal because what he accomplished in this world was so dramatic immense. and so um say earth shattering but it's more than that, it's immense. that immense immense, it's immense
1: extraordinary yeah.
0: extraordinary Keep on going with wait, the adjectives. So,
1: so is the point? So is the point of the whole Megillah of Esther to talk about how? So where's the where where do you pull the meaning out of this then? Is okay, wait. So there's story? wait
0: no. So I'm just I'm focusing on the Moshe being pulled into the story. Okay, there's obviously a whole another thing about talking about Esther and Mordechai. Obviously, they're the focal point of the story. So what Esther accomplishes, what she becomes, her becoming. So the individual. Esther, what she does, you know, here, like that was the point that we talked about, I think we mentioned it last time, is that, you know, more if I say... Oh. Okay, so that the idea of, hold on one second, I'm going to see I'm going to try like to alright, let's hope this, I'm going to ride this other one let's see, so on, on this level, I'm, there there's there so many different themes that are going on at the same time. So there's the Esther theme, which when Mordecai says to her, listen, Esther, the Jews are going to be saved regardless. What are you going to do? And so it's this understanding that the meaning of each individual person in this world, what we accomplish means something. But in this case, it's a, more of a macro level type of thing of where the Gemara, and, and is, multiple times, is pulling Moshe into the story that Haman sees the downfall of Moshe as something that is the demise of the Jewish people. Really, like, here is the opportunity to take us down. And what he didn't understand is what, that this, this greater thing that Moshe was born, that Moshe's existence. I get that. Okay?
1: So, yes. So therefore, is, is, the, is the meaning of, the, is the actual meaning of the whole book and the whole story to show that on some level, like, what you thought was going to be Ends up not being is the opposite. Yes, it's, yes,
0: this, it's, it's, that is the. If you want to talk about the whole like underlying, one of the major themes is vinafoke. I want here. the major theme here. I want
1: that. The
0: major, here. major theme is the complete reversal of everything, and that the
1: reversal of everything. So therefore, and so therefore, so therefore, how does that affect me as I'm driving to work? What's how do like how do I like how do I take that and sort of trust that. Everything is happening for a reason. Okay, so.
0: I, so, 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 the good. So, let's, let's look at uh, multiple levels. So, um, one is that underlying everything is the hand of God, right? That Hashem is pushing things along. And at the same time, there's this like parallel uh, thing that means, when I say parallel, it means that not, even though God is pulling the string, so to speak, yeah, yeah. With that, does not negate the need for you to do and to become. Just like when Esther's like, listen, Esther, you got what are you gonna do? Because the salvation's coming to the Jews regardless. And so the question really is now, what are you gonna do? Because it's it's a call to action for Esther to become Esther. Okay? So that tells us, so for our personal okay. life, is that I recognize and I'm gonna look for the hand of God in everything, okay? At the same time. I, I recognize, I need to recognize that it doesn't negate my need to be doing things. I can't just sit back and let it all happen. It's this idea it's like, right, is like. You have to try. You always it, said, like, you right. have to. You you have can't to always, just
1: hope that the, that, that, that the Six Day War will win. If we pray, you have to try. you, you got to
0: max out. You Not only try, you got to max out your effort, right? So that's the balance between these two is always a challenge, but that's one thing. The second thing is that. Um, the idea of the reversal, this incredible reversal, reversal or the fact that things could reverse so quickly on a dime, that everything that Haman had done, right? He prepared basically for Mordechai to be hung on the tree, for the Jewish people to be destroyed. Okay, right. all those things were laid out. Haman is the mamuchan. He's mamuch. Is the Puranas. He's there, preparing the downfall and the destruction. And what, what happens? The opposite. Haman gets hung. Yes. His 10 kids get hung. And the Jewish people are able to... Not, and not only that, though, the real reversal also is that not only did they not get destroyed, that it neutralizes, but rather, Mordechai ends up becoming the second in command, right? He becomes, he takes over Haman's house. The Jewish people not only save themselves, but they destroy their enemies, so And then from here, the story's going to go on that they're going to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. So it's not just that uh, they, didn't, they didn't just avert disaster. They go past that. They, beco- they, they actually now take it up from that extreme of disaster to the complete rebuilding. It's a wild thing. It's like, it's like a complete reversal. So I think that for a personal thing, like when we have things that can never give up hope, right? you see that the ability for things to turn is so real and that we just don't, you know, we have to recognize. Right. And I think that the Rambam, my mind is like, we'll talk about this idea, not in this case, but the idea just in general that a person, if you connect yourself to the idea that there's a, that Hashem is running the show, and you're in that reality, yes. then anything can happen anytime, right? It's like this, the, the, the the possibility then of reversal is real. It's not just, oh, no, this is like, and, and also, like things that you won't be dis- you won't you'll be in a more in a safer place when you're connected to God's world as opposed to the world of randomness, which is what Haman's all about. You know, so here we're we're tapping into a not a less random, or maybe the world within the randomness. There is this tremendous, you know, uh, let's say syn- synchronistic, you know. Well,
1: what you're saying is what you're saying is that what seems to be random. So you, this is sort of like. What seems to be random is actually
0: not. Correct, correct, exactly. That that okay. part of like, and, and really what the idea of ra- the randomness of the world is there because it the world needs to be random in a sense or feel that way because if we don't have a random world, we don't have our ability to have free will. So it's all part of this, the free will, you know, equation. We need to have that free will. It needs to be there available to us. And that allows us to actually become who we're going to become. And that's going back to the Moshe thing. Meaning the idea that Moshe is a flesh is like it's not, you know, it's not a apologetics. Oh, you know, God had to make us this like, you know, physical animalistic thing. But that's really like, we don't want to be that. So the answer is no, it's from that place that I can achieve greatness. And so this is not just a negative. It's something that's going to be a means to greatness. When we say that Moshe is a flesh, it's saying um, he's going to be the person that is born and, and and develop and become and grow and become and grow and continue to become. That's that's really what this is about. The Moshe never stops. The nature of... There are models of Moshe continuing in Jewish history. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai, Rabbi Elizabeth ben, ben, ben These There are people that had Rabbi Kiva type stories where, and if you go back really Moshe was 40 years old when he had to run away to Midian, he's there for 40 years, comes back to Egypt at the age of 80, and then takes the Jewish people out of Egypt at the age of 80 plus, and then goes for another 40 years. That, God. Rabbi Kiva has a parallel type of life to that, like which is, here's a guy at 80 years old and he's just hitting his stride, you know? It's like, whoa, yes. right? So the idea is that, <laughs> it's not that it's it's not that being a human being is of that's that's today like we we look at it and say like and a lot of times like in, in like in it's a Christian idea of of like saying like that being human and being of of physical you know of, of in a sort of animalistic type of you know physicality as a negative yes. as much as no it's not it doesn't have to be if anything bisgamhu Basar is the place of, of beginning. That's the starting point, and we take that, and we harness it, and we use it, and that's like greater than the angels, because what we're doing is we're taking this, it's not something that's, and, and what's amazing is there are Gemaras, like in Shabbos, that talk about when Moshe goes up to get the Torah, and the angels are there, and they're, they're like, God, how can you give the Torah to humanity, and God turns to Moshe and says, okay, Moshe, give them the answer, and Moshe's like, you know, Moshe's like, whoa, you know, they're going to burn me, He's like, no, 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 just hold on to the, hold on to the leg of, the, of the, the, the throne, and then answer them. And he answers them, the Torah is addressing humanity. The, do you have a father and mother that you need to honor? Do you have, you know, like, it's all about being of physical nature. And that the idea is that it's not, again, a, an, an apology that, oh, it's a shame that we have to be this. No, it's within that context of being human and of flesh, that this is where we're going to go out and become and develop. And that's what it means. Like, the idea, like, we have to be born and go through development, right? We're not like just born already made, you know? Right.
1: No, I agree. So, is this story of Purim highlights this more than other holidays throughout the year? Like, yes,
0: yeah, so I'll more, tell you why. You know? So here, so here, so ready? I'll take it to another. Now, I'll take it to the next level. One, and this is like the, the the final point that one of the things that one of the other themes that goes on is that it says that that they received or they accepted the Torah anew. So there was an issue at the time of Mount Sinai. The Jews were, you know, part of them was that they were forced into taking the Torah. It says that, they were that the Torah was the Torah, that the mountain was lifted above their heads and God said, either you take it or I'm going to destroy you." But what it means is that the, the sound and light show was so overwhelming when God revealed himself then that it was something yeah. that they were forced into. And it wasn't until this story where they accept the Torah now in a more in a willing fashion but here's what goes down that's actually unique and i think this is very important and that is and this is where i think conservative reform they got it wrong and they destroyed this principle and it's a terrible thing and that is they they, you know like you'll a classic reform guy will say oh i don't believe in rabbinic judaism so what they don't, what they're saying is like I don't believe in the development. Like I, 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 whatever the rabbi said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna redo it. It's gonna be, a, you know, I think I know better. Okay, fine. Okay. So the problem is like this: the idea of what happened at Mount Sinai, what what they, what they rejected was the Torah Shaval which is the the oral tradition. What the oral tradition basically says is God said, "Here's my book, my Torah, and now nice. I want you to take this and I want you to work and develop it." Okay, but not to trash it but to take it and develop it, okay? Rabbinic Judaism, by definition, is a continuous development of becoming partners with God in the development of Torah. But part of the development of Torah is using the continuum right from the beginning, the five books of Moses and the oral tradition that was given, and then we are tasked on developing that, the Masorah, it's called the tradition, that we're, we're supposed to work with that and become partners with God, Okay. That's the process, and what they were, what they accepted on, Purim, was that aspect. They said, "Okay, we are reaccepting the Torah willingly." What well, what they had rejected at the time of Mount Sinai was this oral tradition aspect of developing Torah, and so
1: who, 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 who rejected that?
0: The Jew. The, the, it says that the that they didn't. They just were not comfortable. The Jews at at, at the time of Mount Sinai. Oh, okay. They okay, were. They okay. were. They were not. There was something. There was something. And that first, it was all, and the truth is, if you think about it, it was all really, the first go-around was all divinely inspired. The second set of tablets actually was a joint venture. Moshe was asked to bring the second set of tablets. Now already, man is getting involved. But it wasn't until the Perm story that there was an acceptance where we understood now, because if you think about the story, the storyline of Perm is where you don't see the hand of overt, any overt hand of God. But they get it. They're like, oh, wait a second. We are in partnership here. We need to do... Like the whole perm theme, another like Kabbalistic idea is Aruta de la Tata is like this idea of an awakening below. That meaning, we got to do stuff. Esther does stuff. Esther says, go get the Jews. We're going to fast. I'm going to go. She like... She called a call to action, right? So there was an understanding like, wait a second. This is not always going to be handed out to us on a silver platter. We need to actually... Get our hands dirty in this thing and get involved and work it. I
1: get that, right? but now the question is this: Is this story of Purim highlight this theme more than other holidays throughout the yes. year? Yeah,
0: like, yes. Is
1: this? Sure. Is this? How is this story different than, say, Passover okay. versus versus like Rosh Hashanah and Kippur? Right. Like, what so, is your What so, is your theme? Is 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 the message of Purim that you have? To, <clears throat> what seems to be not happening actually is happening, and therefore you have to have a hand in it. Is that different than the message
0: of Passover, which is about uh, freedom? Like, why is this
1: one? So, so, each so, it's, there, so
0: each, so a okay. So each, so each holiday is definitely complementary to the, like there are themes that are created like at Passover, like the freedom, the the yes, you know yes, all yes. that. But it was definitely we were much more passive participants in the Passover story. We did the carbon Pesach. We had to go and bring the you know the lamb and. And slaughter and all that stuff, but the truth is, is ninety percent or ninety five percent was all orchestrated by God, miracles and this and that. We were very passive relative to the, and then okay. in, in this story, the whole thing shifts. It's all being orchestrated down here. God's way back, he's completely concealed. Right? There's no okay. overt God. Didn't, God said, Esther, do this. Mordecai, you do that. There's none of that. Yeah, I know, right? right? Uh, uh. Okay.
1: And the so, message
0: therefore is is there is or the idea is is that we, we now all of a sudden we're like, hey guys, guess what? You guys have an important role to play and, and you know what? Grow up, right? This is like the, where the maturation of the Jewish people is I've God spoke to us thousands of years earlier, he gave us a a, a, a format to use to work with, and now we gotta do stuff. We gotta get much more actively involved. But rabbinic, quote unquote, rabbinic Judaism is saying, you gotta like, you know, work. The Torah, when we say La Sokba Torah, it means you gotta work in Torah. It's not like, you can't just like sit back and listen. You gotta actually open up a book. You gotta have these discussions. You gotta work on the themes and start digging into saying, what does this mean? And work and try to understand and constantly push to get better understanding, greater understanding, greater clarity that's not going to be something that you're just going to get easily it requires effort okay so and that and that we will become important players in the game of of this of what of the history of the world so that there's no question so the is you,
1: you, you can't be a passive user of this you have to be an active user
0: correct of this. correct correct so that's why in a way you think about like you know the world today of everything being kind of easier or whatever and it, it, yeah this is, this is going to make you uncomfortable cuz this is not this is not easy stuff but at the same time you know there's a lack of meaning and that people are you know unfortunately there's a lot of you know increased level of you know anxiety and you know you know take it to the next like people are looking right. for me there's a lack of deeper meaning because you want to get meaning you have to get you have to get your hands dirty. You gotta like work it. You gotta you gotta you gotta right, go right, through right, this, right. right? So that's so if you wanna know the takeaway from a perm, and it, that that's part that's really what's what it's saying here is that there's tremendous, tremendous meaning that when you know the, the idea that our human would say is, yeah, this world is worthless, just you know, eat, drink and be because tomorrow you will die. And we're saying, no. You know, each one you know, the each person being here has this for a reason and you have a purpose and you have, you know, God's asking and tasking us to develop things, to develop ourselves and to develop this this mission of right. going, of, of where we're going. Yeah,
1: okay, this makes sense now. Okay. I,
0: no. Okay. No, nah, this is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so but like I mean, the, like the, only, the only the only thing that we didn't really like go into is Moshe's hitting the rock. So that we have to like come back to. We're not going to do that today. We need to like, right, but, but, but it's... I guess,
1: I guess the point is that <clears throat> what you're saying is that not only is this what's what what on the outside, but on the cursory examination seems like randomness and throwing down lots and it falls where it may, but actually there's meaning behind that. That we have to be an active participant in this, and in fact, this has been this has been sort of uh, what's the word preordained. Like it was it was it was sort of hinted at earlier on.
0: Correct. Correct. From your, correct. From
1: your from your references back in uh, from Adam and the
0: Garden, right? The and and also the the, the generation of the flood. Meaning, this is like very early. There's very early hints to this stuff happening. That also goes back to here's something that we left open, but it needs to like think about is that the the Gemara and is telling us that Haman has something to do with the eating from the tree. Did you eat from the tree? Hamin eats. So something that was going on there. With Adam and Eve and eating from the tree, takes us back to Haman. You know that Haman also is connected to what, to the the serpent, and that the, when the snakes so right and that's,
1: to, and that's connected to the theme of flesh and pleasure.
0: Well, the, well, there's some, yeah, there's that, but also like what the what what's going on. yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot more going on with you know the yeah, idea yeah. of uh, you know what what happened there. It's like if you look at the story, why are they hiding, all of a sudden they're naked. <laughs> They feel, in a sense, vulnerable, right? All of a sudden they recognize vulnerability. That's a bad thing. They take it to the negative. The truth is, is that maybe vulnerability is a good thing, that uh, to be vulnerable, to make oneself vulnerable is the greatest thing, i.e., that what really is ultimately the key to everything is love, that God has uh, created this world with love as a, as a driver, and that to love to truly love like you, know, you have a child that's dating what do you tell them in order to love you need to make yourself vulnerable right so to open yourself up and to be vulnerable right. is is obviously very scary but at the same time to truly love someone is to make yourself you know vulnerable right so right. that so right. the Go snake right. attacks vulnerability the venom of a, of a snake it's the brilliance of that is that it's able to find the vulnerability of the human being and, or, or whatever it's attacking, kill it. But the idea, and then Amalek also and Haman, they, they go after the vulnerability of the Jewish people. But ultimately, to be a Jew really is to make yourself open to love, to love God. That means you have to make yourself vulnerable. So that's right. also going on here. But that's, and that's, and the truth okay. is, that's one of the things that Esther did is she put herself in the most vulnerable position when she went back. To the king when she wasn't supposed to create tremendous vulnerability, and that one of the things that we see Achashverosh become, which was he was a rapist at the beginning, and ultimately yeah. he becomes a lover. He becomes Vayahav, He loves her. So he's you know there's a lot of stuff going on in this in this story. There's a lot of a lot of themes.
1: That's very nice
0: okay yeah, nice. all right so we'll leave it here we will leave it here but okay, uh we good. definitely i'd like to come back to like i still need to i want to research you know you want to look into like what went what happened when moshe hit the rock because haman clearly is keying in on something but i think the beauty of the gemara saying is but he was also born because what moshe's life symbolized the greatness of human of a human being that we're of flesh but it's of that flesh that we become Like with Moshe, he becomes the greatest of of all time. Ish Elohim, he becomes a human being that is of of God, you know, the godly, but it's through that being of flesh that he gets there. All right.